Did not prepare more mechanics for you, but I just want to share with you a thought that um, I was thinking about speaking about simple. I think we spoke about simple one time, but can't have too much simple, right? <laughs> um, but I had a. I want to start with a ha'ora, which it hit me that the command of simcha. Which, which you find right? It's found once in Vayikra in conjunction with with Sukkot, and the next time it's found again is in Sefer Devor, where it's found again and again and again. So, um, so I, I was wondering about that. Am I, am I, am I remembering correctly? So I, did, I looked in the Concordatia, and assuming that I didn't go through it too quickly. Um, so, um, for example, you have, um, of course, I want to find a post, I can't find a post. Which is not conjunction with Yom Tif at all, right? Um, then at the end of Parshas Re, you have it in conjunction with Yom Tif a few times. Here we have it in conjunction with the we have it twice in in Kisavo. But in regards to Bikurim. Um, and then, well, even before you get to the Torah, um, so, uh, it says you're going to go there to Israel. You're going to bring the. You're going to go get the brachos and the clothes for Hagrizim and Harevol. You're going to build the mizbeach. You're going to bring kabbonis. So this is this, this command of simple multiple times, and then you have the famous pasuk in the Torah. Which talks about So I would like to point out on that pasuk, the simple touch of the pasuk. This I pointed out to you before, is not talking about the way the belt says it over, right? Because um, it's saying that you're going to have these clothes coming to you, and in place of chalaf, that the, which means in chalipin and. Exchanging that which you didn't serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu with simcha, but of Meirevko when you had everything. Instead, you're going to the exchange of that is instead of because that you were you weren't having Hakadosh Baruch Hu with simcha, but of Meirevko. Instead, about the Zoyevecha, about the Shemalkecho, That's instead of Meirevko. So. This is going to be the exchange. You know, it, instead of you had the opportunity to serve a Kodesh Baruch you didn't take advantage of that opportunity to simple to labor, but instead of that, you're going to end up serving your Oyavim in a situation of tremendous deprivation. So the Pasha Tai is not because of, it's instead of. Right? That's what Tachas means. Tachas doesn't mean due to, it means instead of that, you're going to have that. You're exchanging something. That's Pasha Tai to the Pasha. But the Rambam already quotes this pasuk, referring to the command of serving Kadosh Baruch Hu So it's like it's not like a Siddur Shavertel; it's an Arizal. But it's not just an Arizal; it's a Rambam. The Rambam in, in the in in Hilchas Sukkah talks about Simcha. He talks about uh, he says the Simcha means being misamech all the people, etc. He has a touch, but the concept he touches this pasuk is, and it's a medrash. So it's like. Um, that, that says that. So, so then it hit me like the next step, which of the thought process is like. I mean, it's not a shreer kasha hundred percent, but but imagine like this. Imagine like you know. So, this is now coming out to be like this is the primary element. All the all the all the is that you're not serving Kodesh Like that's the that's the problem. So I'm going to motivate you to serve a simcha because tell you if you don't serve a simcha, it's going to be horrible, and it's going to be you know you're going to we're going to, you're going to have all this like it's a very funny way to say listen be happy, and I'm warning you, if you're not happy I'm going to punish you. I don't know that that's a, that's a, with normally you picture you picture a person motiv- you know motivating somebody to be happy. I wouldn't use the nusach of these type of things right, 
Maybe uh, one more point on that. Uh, just you know, grappling with a little bit. Um, the in at the end of Parshas Veschanon, we spoke. We have spoken about this a little bit. So the child is going to ask you when that's going to happen in the future. There's going to be a time in the future where your child is going to ask you. So you can answer. We Okay, so the child asked one of the Edus to Chukim Mishpatim Mashit Tzvah Hashem Alkenu Hashem. So he seems to be asking a simple question: What are the mitzvahs, right? So the, you tell us we were avodim. The verse of the Gemara Mitzrayim. He made oisos and moivsim. Vayisarom yahutim Yisrael. The one hopeless and lost a lot of the horse. Hashem Nishbal Lavaseinu. He took us out to give us our Israel. Vayitzavenu Hashem Lasses is called Chukim Ela. Okay, and the Rosh commanded us to do these mitzvahs, which It's going to be good for us. It's going to be a chiyus for us. And it's going to be considered a merit if we do it. So, if his question was, "What are the, the give me a list of the entire mitzvahs?" That was a bad answer, right? So we have to we'll have to understand the word more not so much as what are they but like why or you know what's that concept of the mitzvahs and we we don't answer the question until we give this background we were avodim the Russian took us out of Mitzrayim and he gave us our Israel um, and now the Russian in that context you can understand the Russian command us the chukim. Which are Lyra Sashem Lakan Lakanivas Yiro. Lutavlana call Yomim Khazakemaza. So we don't necessarily connect the concept of Yiro with Lutavlana. It's gonna be great for us, you know, it's good for us. And it's a chiyas for us. And it's gonna be considered a merit for us. Right? So there's a very interesting response that you have to the child. Um Okay, so the we are introduced as we're going into Eretz Yisrael. We're we're introduced. Klai has introduced multiple times the concept of simcha. Well, it's a command to have simcha. So command to have simcha is also like an interesting concept. I command you to be intelligent, just be happy. You know? Stop catching and just be happy. You know, usually it doesn't work. That's the first point. So okay, so now we're right now we're, we're, we've decided now that it doesn't you know that some other it's possible to command to be happy. Um, uh, once uh, remember like you know how the thought developed. You know, somebody asked me like you know that uh, we hold these these truths to be self-evident. Right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So once somebody said as a vitz, you know, when you're right of happiness, so when you're when you run after something, it runs away from you. Happiness is not something you can pursue. Happiness is a byproduct. When a person has X amount going in his life a certain way, he'll be happy. But the pursuit of happiness is, is, is by definition is going to be something which is not going to work. You cannot pursue happiness. And here we have a command, Vesamachta. It means apparently there's a vehicle just being Vesameach. It's interesting in the Orchus Tzadikim, in Shara Simcha, he talks about different ways that, you know, the things that you do which will produce happiness. But again, he's sort of assuming that you cannot directly tell this person, just be happy. Decide to be happy, and that's it. You know, that it's. it's it, there, it, it's it's an effect of different things, which he's assuming will will generate happiness in a person. The Vilna Gaon says, famous Vilna Gaon, Vilna Gaon says that there's a mitzvah on sukkahs to be happy. It's the hardest mitzvah in the whole Torah. He says, because that means that for eight days, 
Midaraisa for eight days, you're not allowed to have one moment where you're unhappy. Like that's extremely hard to do, you know. You know, the fellow, the fellow pulled into the, into the parking spot just after he went after 15 minutes. You know, but oh, I'm so happy, you know, right, right. right. We don't like uh, think along those lines, right? There's a there's a Rambam in Parshas Bukh, talked about the council of Parshas Bukhukosai, or Baron Cutler and his missions or Baron. Talks about it in the Torah maybe even more than the, than over here. So it starts off similar to over here with a tremendous discussion of bracha. It's going to be the world. The world's going to be functioning in this extraordinarily uh, productive, pleasant, comfortable way. And if not, this is that. So the. The the question we're grappling with is that schar mitzvah by Hamalek. The Russian doesn't reward mitzvahs, and he doesn't. The the true reward for mitzvahs is not in this world. So what's this first half over here, and then what's the second half? So the Rambam says that the scar for the mitzvahs is, is not not now. That's not what I was talking about. But the 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 if if we truly desire to go in the way of serving Kodesh Baruch the Russian is going to create a world. Where it will be easy to serve him, so he's going to give us all of this bounty to allow us to be free to spend our time focusing on what we, what we really want to focus on. It's very hard to focus on growth and all different things if you're busy trying to make a book. Well, there'll be a tremendous bounty, and everybody will have everything they need. Now we can focus on the growth as as a yid. That's what the Rambam says. The, the Mishra Baron, he takes that concept a little bit further and he says, so then the Teichacha is, is there's a state of being that the world should, it means there's an optimal state of being how the world should function. The version says that you can access that optimal being, that's the optimal state of being of how the world can function. It's available if you use, if, if this car has many, many features, brand new car, many, many features, like nowadays they got the extraordinary amount of features in the car. Right, but if you abuse the car, you, 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 a lot of the features just don't function. You use the car properly, all the features are available. If you don't, the, the, the brakes are going to fail on you, and it's going to be really messy. That's what's happening in the second half. He Robert said, "It's not a punishment. It's it is the result. It, it's 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 a natural result." No, he just says that it's based on the Rambam. You know, the Rambam. The Rambam is saying that we're not discussing reward or punishment over here. So then, if it's not punishment, what is it? Saying it's a the 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 Rambam said I, I set up a world where there are elements which, if if you're not connected to to the 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 Torah, I set up a world where if that's the situation, the world is random. The world has elements of negativity. The world has elements of evil people in it. This is all part of the realities of the world. So there, there, this is what's going to happen to you. Now, Kaisel is simply picked out for that because they were tied simply to the Kiyamatara. But there's an element of destructive behavior results in destruction. It manifests in the structure. Productive behavior manifests in, produ- in, in being productive. So this is just the natural consequences of, of, of what's happening. That's what Brian Cutler says. So it hit me like this. I can't do this with not every one of the targets is like, you know, some of them definitely are you know, beyond a little bit. But um, part of what Rav was trying to do in his Iskarev was to show how each mitzvah, there's a, whenever you're looking for Tama mitzvah, the Sefer Chinuch in his way, Rav in his way, what you're trying to do is to show you how, in a sense, something which makes logic, made logical to us, this is a good thing. So we're not necessarily looking at that, that you know, it's a good thing because it's this extraordinary spiritual concept. 
most of the mitzvahs, if if we could keep our problems in check, they'd be very benefit, very very beneficial for us. It, I, the idea of taking off time every single day to stop and to contemplate about the purpose of life and, th- and thanking the, the source of that. And it's a phenomenal thing, right? Tefillah is like such a... Tefillah, the one place says, Tefillah is the most natural state of being of human being. We're a creation. There's a creator. He made himself available to talk to. So you wouldn't talk to him. Of course you would talk to him. And it's the most relaxing thing in the world. I can go talk to my creator and, and work out my help, ask for help. Like, wow, I'm, I'm so safe. No, no, I'd rather do it myself. You know, so if two-year-old says self, right, because he needs to prove that he's, he's independent, right? You, you, you have a healthy, functioning, normal human adult whose his psyche is normal. I don't need to prove myself every single time. I'm, I'm happy to ask for help. As well, I... If you have to help us, it means something wrong with you, really, because otherwise you're not really the gavra, because you can prove that you're a great man by not needing help. I don't need to prove anything. I don't have low self-esteem that I have to be able to overcome it by, right? So there's a, there's a being available to give you help. Ask. Like a natural thing. It has to be one of the most comforting things of the whole day. Now, our problem is that our tool doesn't look like that. Right, but if we would, if we stop and think about the natural way of flow of tefillah, that's what it would be. Right, you start thinking about the. the, the I, I think we discussed this once. Many of the of the, the mitzvahs. So there's a mitzvah. There's uh, Do not hold a complaint against somebody. Right. That's why Ramah teaches it. You know, be Michael, move on with life. Healthiest thing in the world. What's the other option? Hold on to something, the coma, the tira. It's a bad It's a good idea. The Torah commanded me not to do it. It's the most healthy thing in the world. Who gets consumed by by coma? The guy who's walking around with it. Right? He's walking around with this, this grudge. It messes up his kishas. You know what? It, whatever it was, was. Move out with life. Elamai was. And it's hard. Well, you know what? There's a very Elam. He has a cash but the Russian will take care of it. Don't worry about it. It's not your job. Okay, great. Healthiest thing in the world. You should walk around. We should walk around jealous. Because it's a good meter. It's totally unhealthy. Society is going to function in, in a normal way if people would be, 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 be stealing from each other. I mean, so many parts of the, of the, of the Torah just are totally, totally. When we would stop, that, that sort of mishpat and rapasha like that, right? But you know, we first talked about the chukim. We saw that you know the chukim are create a system where everything in the world it has a function. Everything in the world is safe. Great. So the. The natural response to that is simcha. Simcha is not rejoicing. That's sosan. Simcha is used, being, like the Goyen says, that sosan is, is outward rejoicing, and simcha is the inner feeling of happiness, contentment, right? Merriam-Webster, right? A feeling of, a feeling of contentment. Is ha- that's how he defines happiness, right? right? It's not a gross, it's just like you're, you're, you, you feel good. Terrence says, what? Why don't we feel good? So a person f- feels in danger. That's hard to feel good. A person if, feels the world's not working out the way he wants it to work out. His life doesn't work the way he wants it to. It doesn't feel good. A person feels it's not productive. doesn't feel good. So the Torah gave you a way to, to feel productive. The, the Torah gave you a vehicle to understand that you're not really in charge of the world. All anger and frustration are all predicated on the fact that it's supposed to work out one way, and it didn't work out that way. That assumption came from where? You. You, right? I decided this way it's supposed to work out because I deserve this or everyone else has it. Right? Where do those come from? Like, because, of, because of Kino, because of right? whatever the, where it came from. So the Russians, I, got, I have an answer for that too. So there's, trust me. You trust me? So then there's nothing bad about it. Sad about it. 
Why now? Right? And why is it important that the, the mitzvahs have to be understood that the, the, the child's asking, the Chazal said, this, the, 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 the Mechilta quotes, this, 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 is, this is the, the, the Ben Chacham, this is the, in, the, in the Haggadah, this is the son of the Chacham. And the question wasn't, right, what were the mitzvahs? The question was like, how, how am I supposed to understand this concept of the mitzvahs? And the answer is that the mitzvahs Russian gave us because they're good for us. They're a chiyas for us. It's going to be a merit to do them. That is the answer you give the child. Which hopefully by the Seder, when you look at the, how the Russian set up the relationship, it's not exactly a malchus in the sense of yes we have to listen to him because he's the master but it's not an arbitrary point that the master says do whatever I want because I want it it's not good for you that's wrong the lesson of his mitzvah was it's good for you Russian cares about you and therefore when he gave you the mitzvahs he didn't give them, give them mitzvahs Russian could have popped us out of Mitzrayim, gave us the mitzvahs. He says, I want you to trust me that I care about you, and I'm going to give this strong message that I care about you by everything that I did, the oysters and websites, etc. So now when I give you the mitzvahs, you understand they're not about me, they're about you. Um, it's sort of easier to do that in the midboard. Well, I mean, your mom is living with the, the anonym and the mon and the and the, the, the bear you know like so the brother is mom is taking care of you yes so you you have you have that trust to be talking to Kodesh Baruch Hu. you don't have anything else to do anyways nobody's missing any there's no chasar in, in this world you're not living in a world of chasar they're lacking so the simple is always the feeling of the, 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 the biggest challenge is because I feel lacking and when I feel that, that that lack has been addressed, I feel simcha. Well, what were they lacking in the midbar? Nothing. But you're going to Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael, there's going to be a whole new hanhaga. Mishra Bader was introducing, you're going to go to Eretz Yisrael, there's going to be a whole new ballgame. And you have a choice, how, how, what your attitude is. So, so one of the examples in this, in this week's part, so, Bikurim. A master, an Evan, a melech gives off to one of his avodim. He gives him a nice parcel of land. He says, "Listen, so I, I own many pieces of land. For now, on this land is yours, and you get to work it and take the produce, etc." So, what would the Evan do? Right? He'd be tremendously grateful. So each year, he would take some of the, some of the best that it produces and bring it as a, as, as a present back to the to the one who gave him the present because of his because. Of, and that'd be the natural response. So he's focusing on that he got this tremendous matana. So if you if that's your attitude, you're tremendously appreciative, you're you're happy. If it's your land and and, and then I'm giving away to to this to somebody else these pieces, it's not producing as much as I want, whatever it is, how you can't be happy. If you understand that the Russian giving it to you, that Erzil is giving to you, it's Russian language. He's giving to you as a matana because he cares about you, and, and you should be appreciative of that. You're going to be happy. So before they go there to Israel, they need they need to have an attitude addressed. What's the what's happening now? Now life is the exact same thing. We sort of assume life. Imagine a person who wouldn't assume life. And every day he would wake up and say, extraordinary, the version was nice enough to give me another day of life. His emotion, happiness. Now, that is exactly the reality of life, which we just don't do that. So the says, okay, so I'm going to give you mitzvahs which will remind you that that's what's happening. So therefore, you should you will appreciate what you have and be, and be happy. That the natural consequence of that is happiness. So the samach is not the command in the sense of you know the command is go be happy. And the Russian says, and if you don't appreciate 
the, 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 all the things I've given you to help you that. The, this is what's going to make the world function as best as possible for you. Every which way. The, and if it's not, it's a mess. And that's the Tachachot. So Tachas, instead of, it's not, it's not, it's not a punishment. It's, there's a command of Simcha, and there's a punishment for not doing Simcha. And then I'm going to motivate you to be a Simcha, because otherwise you're going to get punished. But that's like, which is like the greatest way to motivate you. Listen, be, be happy, or I'm going to beat you up. I don't know, it just doesn't, I wouldn't be motivated by that. Right. Um, many times that we stop and think about this, it's just taking a step right through. Um, I had a situation, somebody, you know, interface with somebody, person I really put myself out for, you know, the famous mice with some surface says somebody really was really wronged him tremendously. Some surface said, I don't understand what favor I did him that he should pay me back like this for. Right? That's the nature of the world. If you do somebody a favor, what you get back is like really, you know. Yeah, I'm 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 in right now. Right? So, um, I did this person a favor, and the person paid me back, you know, uh, with not. Shortly afterwards, the person approached me for help. So I helped him. So my wife was not 100% happy with me. Like, you know, this person walked all over you, and you just turned around and was, you know, and were nice to him. I, you know, so I said, so I said to her, you, I, I, that I have multiple reasons why I did it. It wasn't just time because I'm a, I'm a wimp. Maybe I am, but that's, that wasn't the issue. I said, I, I, and I had to work it through. I said, first of all, I can't be a person who's stuck. In, 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 for my own health, I don't want to be stuck in my attitude to other people, negative attitude to other people. I, I can't deal with it. I said, but nowadays, I said, people don't understand when you stay. So what's the problem? Because he insulted I mean, did he hurt? He insulted me. He didn't respect me the way he should have respected me. He didn't respect what I represent, who I am. So he walked over. He he, he didn't give me COVID. So I'm going to get upset. He's going to say, oh, Rabbi Rangel's being wants COVID. How much COVID do you get when you, when you say you want COVID? Zero. Instead, I say, well, Rabbi Rangel's a person you know, who's able to move on and not get upset about things. I get COVID. I get more COVID by being Mavata than I get being not being Mavata. So I said, my Yetzirah says be Mavata. My Yetzirah says be Mavata. So which side says not to be Mavata? Right? If you think about it, if you really think about it, most times that's really the reality. Right? The only thing is, we get confused along the way. What the Yetzirah's line is, listen, you want to enjoy this life. Okay, I'm in. But I realize eating too much food seems like enjoyment right now, but I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Whereas if I eat in, eat in moderation, I'll have, actually feel really good tomorrow. So the issue is not what, what we're fighting about, whether it's a good idea to enjoy life. That's not the issue. The issue is, what's the good practice of doing that? So the Torah says, eat in moderation. So that's, oh, it's, it's against the Yitzhahara. It's not against the Yitzhahara. It's just telling you how to use the world properly. It's, it's the user manual of how to get the best, most benefit out of the world. Right? Yeah, the Torah says there's an issue of, of that the built room, uh, uh, according to many Rishonim, that the Pesach says that even, even a Melech can't be a Balgaiva. What's the other option? It's, it, it's it, on, a, on a non-Torah concept, a person walking around with a Balgaiva, is it good for him? Not because of morals. Is he going to have friends? Are people going to like him? Is he able to connect to people? Is he going to feel like, at the end of the day, when he looks back at his lifetime, he says, wow, I had such a great life. I looked down my life and those everybody in the world and had no connections. Wonderful life. What's the problem? The problem is he doesn't think about it. 
the Torah isn't telling you, listen, I, I understand it's much better than it's a Takam or Gishmak, but Lamaise, it's a mitzvah to do otherwise. That's not what the Torah is saying. The Torah is saying if you take a, if you, you look, so the, there's, there's a Drush of the Ran I told you once. The Ran says, the Mishnah says that, um, so the more it's the older they get, the more their mind is mitarefes. The more their mind is miyashevus. Says poshutaychi says yutaychi means that their mind settled and they're clear, etc. And amaratzim go see an Says I'm sorry, it doesn't work like that. Never the tzmiyachalim go see an aisle. There's amaratzim who are totally hale and hearty with their mind totally intact. They can tell you every single baseball score at 97, you know, right? right. So, you know, and immoral, whatever, you know. So, that's not what it means. He says, when a person's younger, a person choice, makes a choice of a path to follow. Well, there's two paths. There's a path which is, seems to be a lot of difficulty you have to refrain from certain things, etc. And at the, at the time, you're not sure if you made the right, the right decision. The older you get, you realize more and more how, what, how good of a decision it was. So <coughs> your your decision, your das, settles. It says the Amoritz made a decision he was young also. And when at that time, he was, he was comfortable with that decision. It seemed to be quite a wonderful decision. The older he gets, the more he regrets. And the, the more his mind starts banging at him, what do I do? That's what the Mishnah is saying. So, what's the Torah saying? The Torah is saying that you shouldn't be happy. The Torah is just telling you that, by the way, that the happiness means a long-term, long, a long-term view as opposed to a short-term view. Okay. So, the, the, the point over here of, of the mitzvahs of Samachta, the point of these mitzvahs is the Torah is not coming against simple. The Torah Adarab is telling you that I want to I want to tell you, I'm going to give you a mamish, the manual, which explains to you how a person could be happy. Right? The people who indulge in anger, the Torah says, don't get angry. Right? Uh, uh, the people who indulge in anger, like, you know, the mitzvah not to be angry. That's the, that's the problem. Uh, you, you know, ask a doctor how many negative things happen to your body, you'll get angry. Elamai, what the Torah says, how you learn not to be angry, you need humility. How do you get humility? There's certain mitzvahs that will help you be, be, be more humble. Right? I think if you, you start going through all the studies, is that, you know, the child, children, as much as they, you know, complain, etc., they want rules. They want to really live in a world which is orderly. So the Torah gives us rules. We have a father, and he gave us rules. Do I, do I have to understand every single rule? No. If I trust my father, that he, that he cares about me, he's doing what's good for me, you know, it's good to be in a place where things make sense. As opposed to, if I have to make all the decisions, it's like, the job one time told me, he said, you know, one of his, he has, you know, he has people he interfaces with like, to try to figure out how, what in the world is, how does it, does it make sense? It's a guy successful lawyer, and he's this Orthodox Jew. So he said, "Do you understand? I live in I live in I live in a, in a, in a, in a, in a world. I live in this very I'm in the state of mamish extraordinary place. I know exactly how to use the world. You got to figure it out. How do you figure out how to use the world? How do you figure out what's good for what's bad? What's good for you? What's bad for you? What's good for the world? What's good for that? How do you figure that out with the, the puny human mind? I I know I'm confident. I know I know what's best for the world because the one who made it told me." Like, come on, like, how can you be better than that? What's best for me, what's best for the world? But to try and figure out with the human minds? You know, it's experiments after experiments. How, how many communists believe that they found the, found the real answer, what, the, what the, the best way to run the world? How many human beings were killed because of that? Right? It came from a bad place? Karl Marx was, was coming from a good place. He, he cared about people. The result is a good experiment, right? So you want to do experiments with you know with lab animals, one thing, but it's an experiment. And and the next thing is another experiment. Like 
you know, the human beings were smart, but the, there's a limit how how much we can figure out the consequences and how things play out in real in, in real life. And what's the problem? Power is, is, is power is half the issue. Okay, do you have a vehicle to in your in your plan? Do you have a vehicle to address the power issue? No, so that's a bad plan. Well, that was I wasn't trying to address that problem. Yeah, but it's not going to work because you put people in position of authority. They like to maintain that. And take advantage of it. So your uh, Stalin is going to make sure that Stalin stays Stalin. Right? If he has to kill everybody out along the way, well, that wasn't part of the plan. So it's not <laughs> communism's fault. Yes, it is, because if you're going to take away everything else, which all the religion, which was supposed, gives man a vehicle to be humble and deal with with, with the issues of of the intoxication that that power offers. You cannot take that away and, and, and say, well, listen, I'm addressing everybody should have equal wealth. Why? Because everybody cares about the, 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 the common good. Really? What made, motivates them to do that? Like, yes, yeah, so, so now I understand that yeah, human minds are complex, human beings are complex, the world is complex, and there's going to be this manual which is very complex. I'm not going to understand every single detail in the manual. But I'm com- I know there's a manual, it's great. Our attitude to Torah has to be—it should be—it should be this warm, fuzzy feeling. And if you don't get that, eventually you're not going to—it's—you're not using the manual right. And eventually, it's going to deteriorate into into the mess called the Torah. So that's the thought process. Um, You know, it would be a nice exercise to take, you know, go through all the Tarimitzes and try and understand them. <laughs> Start. <laughs> or at least, you know, not the old Tarimitzes, the 270 Mitzvahs, which, you know, the Chabot Chaim makes a list, and or Negev is Manazeh. So we just cut, cut it down to less than half. Right? And the Mitzvah say, the Mitzvah Losa say, and we realize that you know the, the Torah is addressing so many different elements of of the nature of man in so many different ways. So there's there's mitzvahs saying brachas before you have food, brachas after you have food. So you would stop and think about what the, the concept of eating food is. Only what we don't use we don't use the medicine as prescribed, so we don't get the results. You know, take as prescribed. When it says make a bracha before it, it doesn't mean brachas. Yeah, I understand. Okay, so now, is there a mitzvah in the Torah which helps me address this issue of saying brachas so quickly? Right. So there is, but that you also got to got to take that medication as prescribed, you know. So the brachas says, listen, that part I can't do for you. I'm gonna give you this wonderful user's manual. If you use it as prescribed, it does wonderful things for you. So. Um, There's a book from Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Dr. Gottlieb, David Gottlieb. He used to be a professor in, um, in Hopkins, professor of philosophy, Paul Tshuva. And now he's a Rebbe in, in Orsamech in Yerushalayim. So he, they put out a book from him, an um, art scroll, in the 80s. Um, um, for sure, probably in the eighties still, addressing some of like the philosophical issues of understanding understanding terms, etc. One of the questions he deals with is the um, the chosen chosenness, because obviously this was a big ticket item. Chosenness still is, you know. Um, you know, Zionism, Zionism is racism was you know was based on this idea of chosenness. You know, Jews think they're better, so I mean. So looking at everybody else means that's a racist attitude. Right, so what is chosenness? So some people answer chosenness means that we're given special abilities. So this way we're not being racist, we're saying we have abilities. Some it means we've given a special role to play in the world. We're chosen for this role. So it's a responsibility. It's not a not not it's not a quote unquote just idea we're better and we get more. It's we are given responsibility, so that's a, that. He says, 
he doesn't he finds difficulty with each one of those answers based on the primary sources and in the Risharnam that they that would not fit with those ideas. So he says he, that he cannot describe the idea of chosenness in a single word or single phrase. He says, I want to give you an example of what chosenness looks like. So that's called the tzaddik. The tzaddik is the person who takes the medication as prescribed and you get an extraordinary result. And that extraordinary result is what, what, what it means Kleiser was given the Torah. That that's the element of chosenness which we were given. We were given the, the affinity and the ability to take the medicine as prescribed. And the results are extraordinary. And he gives, I'll give you a few examples of what the, the power of a tzaddik is, which means what the power of Torah when used properly is. See, so he gives an example over there of this famous Marshall of Marshall Feinstein with, the, with his hand on the door. That the young man gave a Marshall a ride. And then as the Marshall was getting out of the car, he closed the the or getting into the car, getting out of the car, he closed the door in Marsha's hand. Now that's extraordinarily painful. Marsha didn't say a word. Didn't say anything. Gave no indication at all that he was in pain. So afterwards somebody who was there asked like, why don't she was, he says, this young man did me a favor. I couldn't make him feel bad. Like, he, oh, he responded to physical pain in an extraordinary way because his, his sensitivities towards others' feelings was, were so enhanced and he was so attuned to the... Imagine what the, the Barker would feel like. Two cents is not a good... You know, is, is, is being generous. Right? You feel like negative a, a thousand, you know, negative a million. Right? So you feel like a you know, horrible fool, every single thing, that, you know, so I can do that to him because I'm in pain? That's an extraordinary, you know, that's the example that he gave. And, you know, we, you know, we all have our stories, you know, about these type of things. And it's like, you know, it's Taka right. That, that's, that's an extraordinary function, functioning, it's a high-functioning being that the Torah produces. That's the prescription that's taken. And the results are awesome. You look at that person and say, wow, everybody wants to be like him. And we have to believe that he inside of himself feels appreciation of what he has. Not as, as the Balgaiva, but as the Karsatayv to look extraordinary what the Russian gave him that allowed him to be this. So I want more. End of two thoughts. Shira Chaim, I once asked him that in the Mikhtamim from Dessler, they write to the Tabitim, asked him, I mentioned this one time, the Tfilo. We say every Shabbos, Yom Tov, Ritzev Nechoseinu, Kashenu Metzasecha, Vesenu Kedem Metzasecha. Get that. Sabenu Mitubecha, Vesamchenu Mishuvasecha. Vesamchenu Mishuvasecha, I get that. Tell the middle of the Chavimis. What's Sabenu Mitubecha? We should be satisfied. So what's that Tfilo? Right? So it's referring to Gashmi, it's a Teruchni. It says it doesn't, Gashmi is doesn't make sense. It should be Gashmius. It does not the flow of the rest of the paragraph. So it means Ruchnius. Who wants to be Savebar Ruchnius? You always want more. Ah, Russia. I learned enough for today. Thank you. It's good. Good day. I'll, let's, let's go play tennis instead. You know. You know. Time up. No more learning. All right, what does it mean? So he, he, le- he left it as a question. So I was back in Cleveland for Sukkot. Don't ask me how many years ago. It was a while back already. Um, and I was visiting my Rashir of Chaim. In his sukkah, and he asked him this question. So he said to me, without batting an eyelash, he said to me, he says, imagine I serve you a piece of chocolate cake, right? and you enjoy it very much. You must have a geschmack, like a svi out of it. So what, what, what happens? You want more. So the svi from the chocolate cake motivates you to have more. So people, some people do mitzvahs, the film was, oh, I didn't do enough. You know, yes, that pushes you to the but eventually you, re- you resent it. Torah is creating pressure on me. Prison does the mitzvah and says, well, I feel so good if I did the mitzvah. I'm not saying stop here. I'm saying, well, I really, pre- I really feel good about it. Let's do it again. Right? 
So, means I should feel a sevia in the Torah that I'm involved in from the Torah. I should feel sevia from it. It should feel mamish kishmak. I feel full with this kishmak feeling. And the result is, do it again. That's how he answered the, the pshat and the tefillah. You know, whether it's pshat and the tefillah, I don't know, but the, the, the thought process is like, wow. It's, it's a pshat. You think about it, it's a simple idea, but it's such a, it, it's such a significant point of how we relate to Torah mitzvahs. So you look at, we ha- I have to, I would like to assume, I have to assume, you look at, Ramosha wasn't saying, wow, I'm, I'm such a big Valgaiva, I'm, I'm so wonderful. He wasn't saying it to himself. He wasn't saying, wow, I did enough, I can rest here. He's saying, wow, that felt so good to do such a good thing, let me do it again. Because the Russian gave me such a gewalding matana of the hadrach of the Torah, which allowed me to be sensitive to somebody else's feelings and make a person feel good. Is, is it true that uh, a goof can only contain a certain amount of kedusha? Is it true? I assume that it's true, but that li- that that limit is is quite extraordinary. It's a process, and not going to happen overnight. But the point what I'm trying to say is, normally we look and listen. I'm a goof, and I don't really want that stuff. But I'm going to force my shaman is going to force me to try to get that stuff. So, so Sevilla is according to the goof. No. Yeah, that's what Shiva Khan is saying. The sviya of doing a mitzvah is in the neshama. I feel good about doing the mitzvah. The neshama is in a goof. Give me your end of your thought. And there, uh, I'm, not, I'm not following what, all, where you're going with it. We, so that means the reason there is a sviya mm-hmm. is because it's a cap. I, 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 don't, I mean, I, that, that's the normal type of sviya, and that's what Shiva Khan was saying. That's not the pshat. When I feel I feel a sviya from eating a piece of cake, it doesn't mean that I have a limit. I, I have more room for cake, but there's certain gishmak you feel eating cake. That's the sviya that's referring to. That's how he touched this lashon of sviya with him. So I, I just heard a ma'aser of Marcia this week, <coughs> uh, last week, which again, like you know, you see that that. Ramosha was sitting by, this is in the 60s, Ramosha was, was sitting by the, the by Chasna, by the, let's say, by the Kabbalah's Panim. And um, in those days, Ramosha's name was known, but his picture wasn't necessarily known. You know, we sort of picture like, you know, we know what Ramosha looks like. Uh, that's, imagine, before they made, got, got this big thing about putting pictures of Gdalim all over the place, how do you know what he looks like? Mechadesi. I mean, I had this. I went there to Israel in 1989, and um, one of the people I went to see speak to was was, was Shlomo Zalman. So I was told if you go to the Groshul and 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 Shari Chesed, you can catch him after Marv and walk him home. So I took a Munit to there, and I and I got there like like a minute too late, and he already left. So I asked somebody where he lives, and they told me where he lives. So I went to walk down the street. And the mice, what happened was I passed by Rosh Hashanah. I don't know what he looked like. I never saw a picture of him. I don't know what he looked like. Uh, you know, he, he lived on the second floor, and there was like outside stairs going up all the way to the second floor, and there was a landing in the middle. So I went up to the second floor. There's an there's elderly gentleman talking to somebody else on, the first, on, the, on that landing. I walked by. And as I walked by, I heard the conversation. I realized the person was asking the person, him a shayla. And I said, you know what? That's probably who I need. And I stepped back. But like, I was ready to walk by him. Like, I don't know what he looked like. Okay. So Ramarsh is sitting by this, you know, over there. And the person walks over to Ramarsh and gives him a dollar. He still gives him a shuluch, you know. <laughs> now, Ramarsh chopped that by the chuppah, they're going to call him up for a kibbutz. Now, what's going to happen? They call Ramarsh up for a kibbutz. The guys are embarrassed. Ive, I'm like, I feel like a fool. I, I went to the gullible door and I gave him a dollar. I mean, you got to be pretty embarrassed from that one, right? You know? So Russia went around the rest of the house collecting money, which he wasn't planning to do. That's why the person, it's from Russia, but the mice of Russia talked was collecting money, so I feel bad. I don't feel so bad. So I gave him money because he talked was collecting money. So he spent the house collecting money. The person shouldn't feel bad. 
like the, the, the sensitivity and the, and the thought process that you know the chap is good also like the, the lambda is there you know right so that's where Regatli's point is those are there to give us a, a, a picture of what Torah can do for you I want that I, it might take me a long time to get there but that's the picture I want I see godless all of them I see what it looks like and say wow I'm in I would, I would feel very good if I did was like that. That would feel good. It's not something which, you know, listen, I really, I'd rather be whatever. But the mice, uh, you know, it's a mitzvah in the Torah, i got to do it, you know. That's not the goal. Now, at some stage of our life, I might say, you know what, you know, somebody one time told me that the Master Shashiva, he was there for Elul, one of my chavarim went, left Hells and went to, went to Manchester for an Elul to spend there just to, you know, observe, make a connection, just learn from the... Reb Segel, that's how the Master Rashiva was a tzaddik. He told me, he says, he realized while he was there that Reb Segel did not make any move or even say a word without thinking before him, beforehand, thinking about it, if he wants to do that or not. So I was like 26 at the time, and my reaction was, I'm not sure I want to live like that. I'm not sure I want to live like that. You know, that, that's like that's very intense. You know, if all you saw was that little picture of him, the answer is yes. But you read you read uh, you read the biography and realize how warm he was and how wonderful he was and how many people he was able to help and how happy he was. And you realize that that that, that those that self control was a vehicle to bring him to make his life being productive and accomplishing. And having a tremendous impact on many people, which what left him feeling very happy. I want that. So if you just see this little picture of mitzvah, it looks like burdensome. You see the overall results, what it what it, what it produces. It's not burdensome. And yeah, it's a long process to get there, and I'm not sure I have the stamina to do it right now. Okay, it's a different issue. But understanding what Torah is about, Torah Torah is wonderful. And, and the riot to that is, that, is that I think what what Regatlib is saying the, the riot to what the Torah the benefit of the Torah is the, is the person that, that person that you can see and look what, look what, you, look what it produces and if we see the, enough of that picture we say wow I would like to be like that That's, that has to be such a wonderful warm happy Contentments, state of contentment to be in such a such a reality. Not that contentment, the point I'm not going to try harder. That's what Shibra Khan was saying. <coughs> a contentment which motivates you to do more. Okay.